0: This is Illinois in Focus. For the Illinois News Network, I'm Cole Lauterbach. Coming up, we'll look to the coming battle over the progressive tax after lawmakers return from their two-week vacation that will take place in Springfield, as well as a TV near you. And get commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about the latest news over the constitutional amendment to change Illinois' income tax and a possible expansion of tuition aid for for college students that would extend to undocumented immigrants as well as others. But first, here are some of the top stories from the past week. The Illinois State Senate read the constitutional amendment that would change Illinois' flat tax into one that taxes higher earners at higher percentages for the third and final time, but then pulled the bill for consideration at a later date, leaving the debate and vote for when they return from spring break. They did, however, debate the bill in committee. Greg Bishop has more on this story. Jason Keller spoke for the AFL-CIO in support of the amendment. He
1: said the amendment has the support of labor unions across the state and opined why he thought there was opposition.
2: This opposition stems from a desire to protect the status quo uh, for the wealthy, a graduated income tax that is a more fair and progressive way for the state to
1: generate revenue. National Federation of Independent Business Illinois State Director Mark Grant said it's a jobs tax Man, will hurt small businesses the more they succeed. He said his members opposition is about not trusting more revenue for state policymakers who've shown poor spending discipline. Are they going to believe the same people who put us into this mess are going to fix it with this tax increase? I don't think so. Other opponents in committee said a third tax increase in less than 10 years is too much. Despite the opposition, the measure passed committee along party lines. I'm Greg
0: Bishop. Chicago's new mayor, Lori Lightfoot, says splitting Illinois into two states is never going to happen. But the sponsor of a resolution saying that should happen says that it's having its intended impact. And that's to start a conversation between Cook County and the rest of the state. Greg Bishop has more. Lori
1: Lightfoot, who overwhelmingly beat Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle in last week's Chicago mayoral race, visited the state capitol in Springfield Wednesday, where she talked about fixing the city's finances. Later, she was asked about House Resolution 101, which would request Congress make Illinois two states. We
2: obviously will watch it, but I don't have any concerns about any succession effort actually taking hold.
1: Sponsored the resolution, Shelbyville Republican State Representative Brad Halbrook reacted. Well, she talked in her speech about uh, when Illinois thrives, Chicago thrives. And right now, the rest of Illinois is not thriving. There's some isolated pockets that are, but the, by and large, the most of Illinois is not thriving. I think we need to have a discussion about what it does take to make the rest. Illinois thrive. Lightfoot said she's going to reach out to policymakers south of I-80 about how to work together. Hal Brooks said he's willing to talk. I'm Greg
0: Bishop. Outside of New York, one Illinois city has the highest effective property taxes in the nation. A report from Adam Data Solutions shows that the 97,000 single-family homes in the Rockford metropolitan area paid an estimated 2.83% of their home's effective value. This means they paid an average of $3,500 on homes that were valued at much less than half the national average. Todd Tita with Adam says high taxes like that often suppress home ownership.
3: It certainly increases the home renter rate. Uh, when taxes become prohibitive to, to purchasing, um, and you'll see that in obviously the coastal states where uh, where there are high tax bases or high tax rates, um, and Jersey, uh, a lot of the the homes that are or uh, a lot of the states that have high tax rates are northeastern states so um and you know you couple that with the salt uh state local tax limitations that were put in with the trump tax bill um, more and more people are just conscious of what the impact of property taxes are because it's a it's it's now a uh, really a pre-tax um uh, contribution, if you will. So if you think about a 401k, you you know, you might've gotten a tax benefit from making a contribution there. Uh, in the case of property taxes, that's getting limited in in any high value area, um, now under the bill. And people are thinking twice about it. Um, and we're not seeing it play out per se in the real estate, um, yeah you know sales transaction paces or data directly, but uh, but anecdotally, we're hearing it
0: nationally. He says the cost homeowners are paying is rising largely because of rising home values.
3: It looks like your property taxes have gone up, and that seems to be the story nationally um that the home values have gone up, which we all know. And uh, and and property taxes have gone with it.
0: Some counties are much higher than the state average.
3: And, and then it's really there's a handful of counties within the uh, within the state that are on the outlier side. What do we call the outlier side, um, cities like, uh, or excuse me, counties like Bureau, Winnebago, Jackson, et cetera. Those are close to three percent effective tax rates. Um, in the case of Bureau, it's it's actually over three percent, three point three. Um, so, you know, high tax rates overall within Illinois uh, and, and then the story of being very specific counties are on the high end there. Um, it's not uh, the, the there's a quite a bit of dispersion within the
0: different counties. Peoria ranked eighth and Springfield was 14th in the metros of at least 200,000 people. Some lawmakers at the state house are planning to pass a bill to give certain individuals access to the state's tuition assistance program for college. But opponents say the resources are very limited. Greg Bishop has more on this story. State
1: Representative Elizabeth Hernandez has the Retain Illinois Students Act, which would give monetary award program money to transgender students who are disqualified for failure to register for the Selective Service. It would also give non-citizen students who've not obtained lawful permanent residence the benefits.
4: They are residents of Illinois Universities across the state and community colleges are supported of this bill.
1: Republican State Representative Noreen Hammond said there are already concerns that there's not enough MAP money to go around, and Hernandez's bill would
4: compound that. Um, that would certainly increase the number of eligible students um, for our MAP grant program, and I have serious
1: concerns about that estimated it would impact 3,500 students. The Illinois Student Assistance Commission said the measure would increase demand by about nine million dollars. I'm Greg Bishop.
0: Illinois taxpayers pay a higher percentage of their income in taxes than all but eight other states. Using 2017 income tax data and the latest property sales and excise taxes, financial data from WalletHub found that Illinoisans pay 9.67 percent of their annual salary in state and local taxes. This also considers that Illinois residents earn a median income that's $2,600 higher than the average American. WalletHub analyst Jill Gonzalez says Illinois' property taxes are the main driver.
4: of that does come down to property tax. Now that's where a lot of government services get funding from within the state. So you could argue that if education systems, if healthcare systems seem to be run pretty well, then, hey, we're getting what we're paying for. Uh, Of course, in not every city is that the case.
0: Illinois has more than 1,200 different sales and excise tax jurisdictions. Gonzalez says residents moving to higher tax areas generally take that into account.
4: When you're looking at things like sales and excise taxes, there's many states that, well, not many, but there are a few states that choose not to have any type of sales or excise tax statewide. They leave that really up to the cities themselves. Uh, So people who think, you know, if I'm moving to this city, then that's something I signed up for. You know, that is considered fair to them. Uh, Property tax tends to be a little bit more regressive. And again, you really do see big differences in states that uh, have much lower property tax rates in terms of government services and complaints about government services, whether it comes in the shape of, Higher dropout rates when we're looking at high school and education system or higher crime rates when we're looking at how our police departments are funded. So what's fair certainly is not something agreed on by everyone, especially depending on what type of tax you're looking at.
0: Illinois lawmakers raised the state's income tax by 40 percent in July of 2017. That change isn't reflected in the data. Those are the top stories of the week. You can find these and more online at ilnews.org. Coming up in a minute for Illinois in Focus, commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus for Illinois News Network. I'm Cole Lauterbach.
5: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... Illinois in Focus. This is the Crosstalk segment. I'm Chris Krug, publisher of Illinois News Network. Joined again this week by Dan Caleb, our executive editor. Dan, how are you doing?
2: Doing well. I had a, had a busy and pretty interesting week at the state legislature, which I think we're going to probably talk about here in a second, but uh, I, I'm doing well, and how about yourself? I'm great.
5: I, I'm great, and I'm eager to get into it. Uh, the um, conversations at the state statehouse were, were wide and far-reaching this week. Uh, this was the, the week prior to a two week recess. So they were trying to get a lot of business uh, in and done. Uh, we can talk about uh, some of the things that maybe fell just a little bit short of the top, but the thing at the top, progressive tax. They had established, and I said by they, I mean, you know, the, the, the Illinois Senate and um, Governor J.B. Pritzker had established a sort of a mutually understood, target of today to get a Senate vote done on uh, progressive tax, uh, graduated income tax for Illinoisans. It didn't happen. Um, and I think uh, that caught a lot of people by surprise uh, the, because we thought that this was going to be a layup in the Senate. Um, what's your take? Why didn't they get it done? what's still out there that needs to be discussed? Because they had third reading, but then kicked it back out.
2: Yeah, it it certainly was a surprise to me. Um, Today being Friday, April 12th, um, we fully expected the Senate to vote on what is Governor J.B. Pritzker's signature campaign policy issue, converting the state's uh, constitution to allow for a progressive income tax, one that um, allows the state to tax higher income earners at higher rates than lesser income earners. Um, it got a vote in the Senate Executive Committee on Wednesday this week. Um, as expected, it, it passed the Executive Committee on a strictly partisan line vote. All Democrats voted in favor, all Republicans voted against uh, because Democrats have a supermajority it advance to the full house. Um, Friday, it was expected to get, to get its third reading, um, which it needs before the full Senate can vote on it. It got its third reading, but then it was pulled from the floor, um, which surprised most observers.
5: Talk about that a little bit, you know, and, and, um, and, and it let you get a little bit deeper into the weeds on this. So d- do you think that that uh, raises some question about the language in the bill? as it would pertain to the House picking it up, presumably to run with it, and, uh, and, and thereby putting it in the, uh, in the basket?
2: Yes, yeah, specifically the House. I, I, yeah. I, I think whatever um, the final form of this bill takes, it's going to fly through the Senate. The House is where the concern is. So today was the last day of lawmakers being in session. They're now on a two-week um, break. And I think there was probably cons- some concerns that um, if the Senate passed it today, maybe it wasn't exactly the right legislation for a number of House Democrats um, uh, who they need to, to pass the bill. So there's, there's a two week break where you know, House representatives are gonna be going back to their districts. They're probably gonna be talking uh, to their constituents. There's probably a lot of constituents who oppose this measure who are gonna be talking to their legislators. And the concern, perhaps, was that when um, the House and the Senate come back in two weeks, the House is, wasn't going to be anywhere close to being ready to vote on it.
5: Is there anything in the legislation as it was as it was um, moving forward in the Senate, the 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 Senate form of this bill, anything that sticks out as being different from what's been discussed uh, thus far, and what you know the the people who are listening, uh, whether on radio or on podcast, may have previously heard.
2: Well, it, yes, because we got we we finally saw and got to read language um, the language that's in Governor Pritzker's proposed constitutional amendment. Essentially, the constitutional, the state constitution right now guarantees a flat tax. It says you can only tax income in a single way. Um, uh, the constitutional amendment re- removes that language, uh, adds a little bit more, but does not add any protections um, for taxpayers. It essentially would allow lawmakers to tax income and different kinds of income in any way they want. We're not we're not just talking about wages earned from working, you know, a 40 hour a week job, income earned on interest, um, uh, any kind of you know, a business income. They could have multiple levels of income taxes, essentially with the language that's in this proposed amendment,
5: mm-hmm. well, which,
2: that, which is scary, which is yeah, really scary for this.
5: Because I mean, it's not only is it, you know, is it is it new? And, and any kind of um, any kind of a tax plan that's 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 put upon the people and of course this has to move through s- some layers but still there there's some urgency around this subject matter because you're talking about amending the state's constitution right so um but but anytime there are changes in tax law it really does cause businesses in particular to pause It uh, makes it brutal on accountants and uh you know, people who work in the, the finance side because the ramifications are completely clear. And, um, you know, overall, it, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's disruptive. The, it, it, what should we look for once the Senate and the House come back two weeks from, uh, from Monday?
2: Well, in the Senate, we should look to see if, if there's any uh, proposed amendments to the bill that they were set to vote on on Friday. Um, my guess is there's going to be. That's the reason why there was no vote on this today. Senator Harmon, who's the sponsor of the, uh, the bill, Democrat from Oak Park, said he wanted to bring um, the proposed constitutional amendment back to his district and work some more on it. So my guess is there's going to be an amendment of some sort uh, filed against it. And then the, the next thing would be how quickly is there a vote in the Senate on it? Are they going to vote on it their first or second day back? Is it gonna linger in the Senate for for uh, weeks at a time? If it lingers, I think there's probably some pretty con- pretty big concerns about whether or not it's going to get out of the full General Assembly or not. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, and then obviously, you know, you, you and the team at I and N will be will be following that and and pursuing that on a step by step basis. And I look forward to that reporting. The um, one of the more curious things that uh, that was discussed this week in Springfield, and actually. Um, there was a Senate vote on it, and that was to require tax returns for presidential candidates to get onto Illinois ballots. Is there anyone in particular that that might be pointed toward? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that just kind of a random, uh, a, a a random piece of legislation that would be a good a good to do?
2: Well, let me. I'm going to have to take a minute to think about that. Oh, probably not. Obviously, this is completely political legislation targeting, targeting, um, president Donald Trump, um, you know, like him or don't like him like his policies or don't like his policies. You don't pass legislation targeting a single individual. It's just, it's not smart. It's reactive. It's not proactive. Um, so yeah, this is obviously, um, partisan legislation targeting Donald Trump. There's questions about its constitutionality. Can state states dictate, um, um, federal election law? No. Um, so I don't know. What's your take?
5: Well, I, I just think that we got other things to do. You know, I mean, in the state of Illinois, I mean, it, the, the thing that's kind of that's I think that that's that's pretty funny about this is that Illinois has voted Democrat in the presidential. I mean, f- how, how many years in a row? I mean, we would have to look it up. Who was the last Republican that went, you know, that Illinois went for? Would it have been Reagan?
2: You know, you put me on the spot there, but that would be that was the first name that came to mind.
5: Yeah, so I mean, it's like you know, I don't know. It's it's like uh, uh, completely a waste of everybody's time. Uh, I don't know that it does anything other than, as you said, makes a political statement. And uh, the political statement that I think that I think it makes is that the Illinois legislature doesn't always have the people's best interest in mind because this if they spent one minute on it that was one minute too long complete waste of time
2: 100 percent agreed i mean with our state's fiscal problems are well documented eight billion dollars in unpaid bills 135 billion dollars in underfunded pensions i could go on and on deal with the state's financial problems stop worrying about things you can't control anyway
5: so you know there, there there are other other things that came out of the legislature this week, and and um, one of them that I that sort of caught my you know caught my eye was this you know the the uh, uh, the Retain Illinois Students Act with the monetary award program money uh, being offered to non citizen students who have obtained lawful permanent residence in the state of Illinois. Um, there's also a provision in that in, in this same piece of legislation uh, that would offer transgender individuals who are not eligible for student loans, if they failed to register for the selective service to be able to access tuition assistance. Um, this is, this is coming from the house. Uh, it's, it's kind of an oddity, but it touches on some interesting social topics. We typically, don't spend a lot of time on on the social aspect of the um, uh, of the news. I mean because it's just not where we put our time, but this would seem to be creating uh, entitlements for specific categories of people that have a taxpayer ramification and a, a state budget impl, implement impl, implication, excuse me.
2: Yeah so i mean there is yeah obviously there is a a cost factor involved a taxpayer factor involved in this i'm not so as much concerned um about the second part of, uh, of the legislation that you mentioned as i am about the first one granting uh, you mentioned monetary award program benefits to non us citizens what these otherwise known as map grants is what these are aimed to do is to help um lower income families be able to send their children uh, to college, and Illinois is in um, such a poor financial state. We can't take care of our own citizens like we should. Already, there sh- we're short of funding in in many different areas, and but now they want to extend the program to folks who here, folks who are here maybe illegally. Um, that just doesn't make any sense. Take take care of uh, Illinois residents who are U.S. citizens first.
5: One last thing, and I appreciate your take on that. I don't know that we need to spend any more time on it. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's just the prioritization of what's going on in the legislature this year. In particular, it's very, very, very difficult to track against the financial realities of the state. We're doing a lot of different things that really don't seem, or I should say, our legislature is taking on a lot of things that don't seem to really connect with the fundamental issues uh, of the state of Illinois, and, and very much like the like the Chicago mayoral race, where they got down to maybe the final two days before anybody's even talked about the financial mess that the city of Chicago's in, to try to actually have a proactive, solution-focused discussion about the future finances of the state of Illinois, I think it would be it would be easier to, to you know for you or I to dunk a basketball. It just, it just, it just these things are just not
2: happening. Um, yeah. you mentioned the Chicago mayoral race. They barely mentioned Chicago's pension debt. That could very right. well bankrupt um, the city. But the same things going on in Springfield um, with our uh state capital in fact i wrote a column a few weeks ago about all the the measures they're taking up that has nothing to do with anything nothing to do with any of Illinois' financial problems um you know, as as with the presidential tax returns it's a waste of time well it's
5: as good an answer as uh, i've heard from anybody so with that i would say thank you for your time today good sir it's always a pleasure to have you on crosstalk and uh you know the Illinois Focus uh, in Focus program. Um, it's it's the highlight of my week. So with that, we'll sign it off. Dan, thanks again. Thank you for Dan McHale. This has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Illinois in Focus's Crosstalk segment. Now back to Cole Lauterbach with a look at next week's coming news events.
0: Coming up next week, we'll unpack more of the legislation being passed through Springfield, discuss the advertising war to convince lawmakers to support Governor J.B. Pritzker's tax change, and more. This has been Illinois In Focus. You can find more stories and commentary online at ilnews.org. For the Illinois News Network, I'm Cole Lauterbach.